0: I have been changed because of recovery. Acceptance is a gigantic part of it. I think having realistic expectations of the world is a huge part of it too. Now, I have much more realistic expectations than I ever did before. And I'm so much more accepting. Hi, I'm Barb Nangle. I want to welcome you to my podcast, Fragmented to Whole, Life Lessons from 12 Step Recovery where I help people heal their emotional, psychological, and spiritual wounds and make deep, lasting changes in their lives. I'm the founder and CEO of Higher Power Coaching and Consulting, LLC, where I coach people on how to develop healthy boundaries. On this podcast, I share my experience, strength, and hope from recovery. I don't support or endorse any particular 12-step recovery fellowship, and I don't claim to speak for any particular 12-step fellowship. I also don't believe that 12-step recovery is the only way to recover. You might need additional help. My hope is that you'll find my words concretely helpful in improving your life, whether you're in recovery or not. If you like what you've heard on this episode, please screenshot it and share it on social media. And if you do, please be sure to tag me at Higher Power Coaching. This is episode 192. My CEO retreat failed, but I still had a great day thanks to recovery. A couple of months ago, I set aside Thursday, December 1st, to take myself on a CEO retreat. The plan was to do a deep dive into a project for my business. This process has worked really well for me in the past since I normally don't have large chunks of time to spend on something big. I have to break them down into chunks, which is great because I get a lot of things move forward simultaneously, but it's hard to do a deep dive like that. When I put this particular CEO retreat on my calendar, I didn't yet know which project I was going to work on. And when the day came, almost nothing I encountered that day worked out the way I wanted it to. It was a definite CEO retreat fail. And yet, my life wasn't ruined. I didn't have 15 shit fits or cuss anyone out. And that's all thanks to recovery. So I'm going to go into great detail with you about that day, what it was like and how my recovery helped me through it. But before I get into the story of my CEO retreat fail, I want to share a couple of other things pertaining to episode 189 when I talked about my brother hitting bottom and about blurry truth. One, since then, my brother actually got a smartphone and called me and we're scheduled to have coffee, which was today. There were a couple of times during the call when I had to set boundaries with him. One was when he was telling me about a really traumatic situation. And I said, I am not the right person to process this with. And another was when he wanted to invite me and his kids over for dinner. And I said, let's start with you and I having coffee and we can meet halfway. Now, it felt really good to set those boundaries with him because for all of my life before recovery, I just dealt with the onslaught of whatever he flung at me. He is the kind of person who, when he enters a room, he takes up every kind of imaginable energy in it. And I didn't realize I had choices about what I'd put up with when it came to him. And I didn't know that I could set those boundaries. So that is very cool. Now, I will say he canceled our coffee date, which I'm kind of relieved about. But we'll see where that goes. And then about the blurry truth, I feel like maybe I didn't close the loop on that. Specifically, I gave the example saying I'm uncomfortable as a way to use blurry truth and that you can still be in your integrity without giving too much away. So here's a specific example to make it clear what I'm talking about. This is the example I used with the sponsee I was working with when I came up with this idea. And I should have shared it on the episode, but I didn't. So she didn't want her mom to know all the details of her recovery. So I suggested she could say something like this, mom, I appreciate your interest in my recovery and I want to share some of it with you, but I'm uncomfortable sharing about my therapy. Now, if you were to say something like that, you'd then wait to see how the person responds before deciding to move forward. If the person says why are you uncomfortable, you could just say I am and then say nothing more. Or maybe they respond with something compassionate, like, oh, thanks for letting me know. I only want you to share what you're comfortable sharing. Now, of course, there are a ton of other ways they might respond. No matter how they respond, it gives you information that will guide you going forward. Now, I came up with another example just this morning when talking with a friend in recovery. She's having marital problems and is about to separate from her husband. And she was trying to say or figure out what to say to his adult children and how much to tell them. Like, should I say we're getting separated, that he's not welcome to come home to the house unless he gets into treatment? And I helped her realize that all she has to say is we're having marital problems. And for that reason, I'd like to celebrate the holidays with you without your father being present. She kept thinking of all the things they might want to know, and she realized she doesn't have to tell them anything she's not comfortable sharing. And they can ask their father if they want to know more about him. So I hope that clarifies this concept of blurry truth and how it can work for you to keep you in your integrity while at the same time keeping up boundaries with people around you. Now, on to my CEO retreat fail. The day started with me weighing myself, which I do on the first of every month. So I am in recovery for compulsive overeating. So that means that this is a part of my plan of action for my recovery. And my new scale, which I've had for three or four months, showed me down 12 pounds from the previous month, which is not physically possible. And I would know it if I was down 12 pounds. Now, normally I get on the scale once and that's it. That's the weight that I record and that's so that I don't play any games with my weight like I used to. This time, just to be sure the scale was fucked, I got on it again and it showed me two pounds even lighter. Now, before recovery, something like this would have made me crazy because i was obsessed with the numbers calories portions grams reps you name it i probably would have used it as an excuse to eat cuz i would have like allowed myself to believe it so the crazy weight on the scale that didn't make sense my friends was foreshadowing for what the rest of my day would be like but i was able to take that in stride and tell myself this scale is defective and i didn't make it mean anything about my body or my recovery Now, my plan for the day was to go to Haven Coworking, which is in Darien, Connecticut. It's a woman-centric coworking place about an hour away from me. And by then I had a plan for my solo retreat, which was to spend the entire day working on a platform I'm installing on my, or actually I had somebody install it on my website for me so that I can start running a boundaries support and accountability group. And then eventually I will also have a membership community. And the platform is called BuddyBossed. It turned out that on that same day, I needed to get some lab work done. And it had to be in the morning for a fasting blood test. So I made an appointment at Quest Diagnostics at 7.50 a.m. in West Haven, which was on the way since I was headed south. I got there at about 7.48, but I probably didn't get in the lab until 8.20, and I have realistic expectations now because of recovery, and I don't take things personally. I know this is what happens at labs, especially in the morning. When I got called in from the waiting room, they told me they didn't have my order. Now, I have a new direct primary care physician, which by the way, is amazing. It's a new method for providing health care and it's actual health care, not let's fix a disease after it develops. Anyway, the way the service works is that I pay my doctor for the lab work and she pays them, which enables me to get the discount that she's arranged with them. So I'd already paid for it. And of course I didn't want to pay for it again. So the clinician called in a colleague and that person finally figured out that the reason they couldn't find my order was because the doctor put the wrong date of birth on my order. On top of all that, I wanted to get a COVID test while I was there because I have a colleague that had recently come down with COVID, but they wouldn't let me do that without having put in the order ahead of time. So I decided rather than deal with that there, I would make an appointment at the Quest Lab in Darien, since I was headed there anyway for the co-working place. Now, I got on the highway, and I had to drive a strip of I-95 South that apparently is one of the worst traffic areas in the Northeast, and this day was perfect evidence of that. So I sat in traffic for quite some time, which used to just boil my blood before I got into recovery. But again, I now have realistic expectations and understand that highways were made for traffic, especially during rush hour on the busiest strip in the Northeast. When I got to the co-working place, I decided to set up the appointment at Quest right away. And I don't know what was going on, but I had to reset my password three different times on the Quest Diagnostics website, but I still couldn't get an appointment set up. So I decided I'd go on my lunch break since it was only two miles away. When lunchtime came, I went to Quest Diagnostics, checked in at the little kiosk when I got there, and I waited a while. I finally got called in and they said, we didn't get your order. And I said, well, I just checked in. And they were like, yeah, it doesn't work that way. And since I couldn't log into their site, they said I could go to the urgent care center about a mile down the road. So I went there and I had to wait in line for a while because they were responding to people on the phone first. The gentleman at the desk was very kind and he said, I'll be right with you. Well, he wasn't right with me because there were so many calls, but he was also really polite to all the people on the phone. And he got to me soon enough. And I said, I don't have insurance and I want to know how much a COVID-19 test is going to be, and how long it would take, and he said $125, and I was like, nope, I am going to wait until I get back to New Haven, because I can do it cheaper than that. Anyway, on to my project of the day, which was setting up Buddy Boss. for this is what I'm going to use for my upcoming boundary support group, and eventual membership community, and I paid somebody recently to do the installation of this platform on my site, so all I had to do was the setup. However, When I sat down and logged in, I realized they had actually installed something called BuddyPress and not BuddyBoss. And I was like, what the fuck is this? So I Googled it and learned they are very similar and related, but BuddyPress is the unsupported version of the software. So I was like, am I crazy? Like, what the fuck is going on here? So I emailed the owner of the firm that did the installation for me. Then I contacted the Buddy Boss Company after looking through all my documentation to get clear on what I bought. I put in a help ticket saying, I'm really confused about what's going on here. So that meant that the entire day that I set aside and drove an hour to go to the co-working place, Was not going to be spent on what I wanted it to be spent on. Now, luckily, I am an entrepreneur and I have a quadrillion things at all times I could be working on. And I did have a list of things that in my dream world I'd get to all of them. I didn't spend much time getting upset about the wrong thing being installed because I've learned that acceptance means. Facing reality, or what I like to tell myself is this is what's happening. What was happening was that Buddy Press was installed and not Buddy Boss. So I was able to work on some of the many other things that I have going on with my business, but I still have to do all of the work in my head to tell myself that stuff is okay. And the fact that I didn't lose my shit when the people couldn't find my lab order is amazing. I just took it in stride. I maintained my calm. I didn't take out anything on any of the people in front of me. When I got in traffic on the highway, which I know is there for traffic, so that didn't bother me. I just continued to listen to the podcast I had on. Then when the whole buddy boss thing happened, I also didn't lose my shit over that. I just moved on to something else I wanted to work on. Now, I think partly because I learned to look for my part in things in recovery. And when I did that, I found out that I had a part in a lot more things than I ever realized. So that means that I often take the stance of assuming I've either made a mistake or or misunderstood what's going on so as not to dive automatically into blame mode, which is what I always did before recovery. But in the case of the Buddy Boss situation, it turns out I actually did understand what was going on. I still don't have answers as to why Buddy Press was installed instead of bunny Boss. And then on top of all that, I was supposed to see my sweetheart that night because Thursday is one of our regular nights. But because I'd been exposed to COVID, Or to somebody who had COVID, we decided not to see each other until I got tested. So I texted him and said, Hey, maybe we can watch a movie together tonight remotely. But he never responded. And when I was on my way home in my very long drive, I called him and got his voicemail. And I said, I'll be driving for at least an hour. So if you get this message in time, call me back. And he didn't. So my brain started telling me things like, He's ignoring me. He doesn't care about me. He doesn't love me. Now, I know intellectually, this is all bullshit, but in the past, I believed all those thoughts. I still had to do some work in my mind to remind myself, Barb, that is not what's happening. He adores you. He loves being with you. He misses you. He probably misplaced his phone as he often does, which by the way, that's exactly what happened. Now on the drive home, it actually took me much longer than an hour because I was literally crawling for much of the drive because of the very heavy traffic. There were a couple of times when I got to drive at normal pace, then all of a sudden there was traffic again and it just didn't bother me. I was like, this is what happens when you drive to that part of the state during the week. I have realistic expectations now about what's gonna happen. All of these things that I've been telling you about are the shit that used to drive me up the damn wall. It was the stuff that would make me snap, especially when it was thing after thing after thing, like it happened on this day. Now, I'm telling you all this to show you that I am changed. I have been changed because of recovery acceptance is a gigantic part of it. I think having realistic expectations of the world is a huge part of it too. Now, if you need help with expectations or with acceptance, I have episodes on both of those, which I will link in the show notes. Now, I have much more realistic expectations than I ever did before. And I'm so much more accepting. So this is what a day in the life of Barb in recovery looks like. I had planned on spending the day totally focused on my business, but that's not what happened. There was the medical lab drama. There was the traffic, the wrong software, my sweetheart not responding, but I went with all of it and I didn't die. And I handled it with equanimity. So you see shit still happens to me all the time. And I know that these are not examples of horrendous things, but they're annoying. And it's the kind of stuff that just used to put me over the edge before I got into recovery. And it is such a blessing to be able to have a day like this and not feel like the fucking world is against me, or I have to be a dick to other people and take my frustration out on them. I was polite and conversational and appreciative of all of the people that were serving me. Now, one last thing before I sign off, my 200th episode is coming up and my podcast manager, Alicia Galati is going to interview me for that episode. So if there's anything you want her to ask me, or if you have ideas for how I could celebrate this huge milestone, I would love to hear from you. You can either DM me on the Instagram or email me barb at higherpowercc.com with your ideas. If you're ready to finally have an enjoyable, relaxing summer doing things you really want to do instead of always following other people's agendas, I have some openings for private clients right now. If you are really tired of saying yes to things you really don't want to do and being overly accommodating to others, this is for you. It's time to start accommodating yourself. Maybe you're dissatisfied with your relationships and overwhelmed with all kinds of difficult feelings because of your interactions with others. If you'd like to get your life in order before the summer hits, go to barbchat.net and sign up for a free 30-minute call with me about my private coaching so we can get started right away. That way, you'll be done by summer. This is for people who are finally ready to make deep, lasting changes in their relationship patterns, including their relationships with themselves, their partners, family, friends, and colleagues. Go to barbchat.net. If you like this podcast, and I'm guessing you did or you wouldn't still be listening, then you're going to love the other things I have to offer. If you'd love pre-release podcast scripts and episodes before anyone else gets them, or if you'd love access to content from my private vault that I developed exclusively for my private clients, which is like having a work session with me without me actually being there, go to patreon.com slash There are three tiers ranging from as low as $4 up to $24 a month. You'll also love my weekly newsletter, Friday Fragments, which has content very similar to the podcast. You can check it out at FridayFragments.News. That's FridayFragments.News. Please like and subscribe to my podcast on your favorite podcast outlet. I'd also love it if you'd leave a review, which you can do either in the show notes or on Apple Podcasts it really helps other people find my podcast so they can get the benefits you've gotten from listening. If someone came to mind when you listened to this particular episode, please share it with them. And my favorite place to hang out on social media is Instagram. I'm at Coaching. Please DM me there. I'd love to hear what you got from this episode. I run group and private coaching programs on building healthy boundaries. Whether you need help with boundaries in your personal, professional, or romantic life, I can help. Head on over to barbchat.net where you can hop onto my calendar for a free 30-minute Better Boundaries consultation. My ideal client is someone who is ripe for change. If that's you, I would love to work with you. My goal with all my work is to help you make lasting changes in your life like I've made deep lasting changes in my life. Remember, it's never too late to recover. No one is beyond hope and healing is possible. Thanks for listening.